Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my wearing, I'm a very jealous of your t-shirt, co-host, Alexander Voltz. Say hello. I think you were with me when I got this. Uh, was it at the... Uh, Baroness, Zillinardor, Def Heaven. Def Heaven. That was a very, but, very fun show. That was a good lineup. Good-ass uh, lineup. But hello. Hello. It's Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a new discography, more or less, per episode. And today, we'll be discussing every album by... Probably gonna say it wrong. Bauhaus. 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 Get that that gross German, almost HR Giger. Almost, almost throaty. Yeah. Gurgle of a name. Uh, this was requested on Patreon by James. Thank you, buddy, for supporting and being a. What honestly, the the he's a. Uh, I would say, like. An archetype for my favorite kind of listener that we have. <laughs> Where it's like, I just wanted, I just wanted someone to talk about the bands that no one's talking about. And here we, here we are, and here sure. we are. And honestly, I've been wanting to cover Bauhaus for a long time. Never had a like a real reason. I wasn't yeah. like dying to. I've I've been wanting to do it since uh, Joy Division when I discovered post punk. <laughs> our I'm just I'm just a gothy boy. I yeah. guess listeners have got a witness my your transformation yeah full-on makeup black clothing lipstick not on camera only off camera only off camera for you but yeah uh what's didn't really listen to goth music before the podcast yeah i mean joy division i think would people can call it goth. i think it's more post-punk than than goth like or proto goth maybe maybe i mean these guys are credited with inventing goth but even they don't like like there's art rock Mm post-punk stuff uh it's just when you have a little bit more black and a little bit more black <laughs> more, <laughs> like uh, just morbid song lyrics yeah the yeah. hair and the eyeliner then yeah just kind of what it turned into uh so james requested this thank you buddy for supporting us and requesting this also uh requested a long time ago by dick buffman on oh YouTube. that's right that's that right just, that guy requested that that's a, it's a pretty badass name i was like we gotta say i obviously not his real name but I, um, you don't I, know that <laughs> we we have to say it on the air though like, uh, <laughs> yeah i've been wanting to hear these guys for a long time it's one of those everybody in high school you or let me correct that. A very specific group of people in high very, school. Yeah, I would say very specific. Yeah, wearing all the patches and stuff. And it was one of those things where like, oh, I, I, I kind of get what they're associated with. I would, I probably wouldn't hate them. I'm just not really mm-hmm. curious. But in later years, I'm like, I fucking need to hear them. Never got an hour to go. That's the it. time. It's exactly. <laughs> we're busy listening to body count. All right. That's what we do here. So we do. We do body count. Um, and Simon and Garfunkel. That's that's. I was trying to think of something else. Well, that one is at least... We do Spice Girls. We do Spice Girls. Yeah. Uh, again, only if they pay us, which <laughs> we've been paid for these fucking things. Uh, so, yeah, excited for this. But uh, before we go into the band, band, if you want to actually support us, you know what to do. The buttons and the subscribes and the ratings and all the what have you. Tell uh, a friend. Tell a friend. You can always tell a friend. Uh, but most importantly, patreon.com slash every album ever. There you get bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, discounts off merch. You get to see uh, which episodes we have planned ahead of time. Uh, and of course, tier two, just like James, jump the line when requesting an artist to make sure that we actually, actually get to it. From this point on, uh, for a while, there's going to be only Patreon requested episodes, like until the end of the year, I think is is only Patreon requested episodes starting from this episode. Okay. I don't even know where we're at time time wise i i believe <laughs> you <do>. i believe <laughs> today is november 23rd okay i, be- I believe that is the day uh, release yeah we we 
sometimes travel into the future. Sometimes. Most of the time we're two days before release. Two but, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you can do that if you would like it. It's very helpful to us and it, it ensures that we're all together as one big community of, of mouth-breathing virgins. But now... I, I gets mine. Oh, you I, get. Oh, you gets yours. I bring. You, I bring the ruckus. Are you bring. You bring the ruckus to the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that ass, Larry. So, Bauhaus. I uh, I was very very bad at my homework this week. It's, oh no! It's been it's been a hell of a week. Yeah. But you know I can. Or that's not true. Uh, I know they. The members' names, which Daniel Ash, Peter Murphy, who's the most famous the For si- sure. singer, yeah. go on create other bands that people love, pun intended, like Love and Rockets. Is that the name of them? Is that a band? Is uh, that a band? We're going to find out in three, two, one. Zero, negative one, negative two, negative three. I don't know <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no, it's love. Hyster- Wait, nope, nope. Yeah, it, I think he's just a solo artist. Okay, yeah, because that's what I, that's all I thought he what he was. Maybe there's other ones, but um, yeah, I think it's just solo. Oh, um, there we go. Love and Rockets, which also, which is Daniel Ash and David J. Oh, it's, that's their band. And Kevin. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah. everyone but, but Peter. Peter Murphy. Yeah, yeah, Peter was the solo guy. Um, yeah, yeah. So late 70s, um, early 80s, the same period as, you know, Joy Division stuff. And, and who else are their contemporaries? Um, I would I would say early 4 AD. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, man, I heard someone pronounce... Uh, Cocktail twins, very interesting, and I forgot how they said it. It's probably wrong. It's cocktail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. cocktail. Like it was cock pro- and toe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the- I think maybe because they were British, they had an interesting way of pronouncing it. Cocktail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would Sorry say uh, those are probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Cocktail twins. Oh, check out that episode. Everyone hates it. Uh, and the Joy Division. Not so many people hate that one. I love it. I feel like uh, I feel like they were the start of. Uh, the, Oh yeah, your metamorphosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say those people are kind of the their peers. Another, I was, another one more peer, uh, Parubu. I never or, heard or Parubu. I heard one album, and we've gotten some requests to do them. Okay. Um, I don't. I forget how big their discography is, but uh, it's been years since I've mm-hmm. heard them. I, I didn't care too much when I heard it, but I have a feeling I might feel differently now. Yeah. Yeah. Susie and the Banshees, also. Yeah, they kind of took. It's funny, like, going into this, I knew, like, the goth rock label. I have never listened to any of these albums. I know the one song. Um, so I, it's like, oh, they kind of took what, like, Joy Division and Susie did and ran with it. But what I was not fucking expecting was some dub reggae. Oh, nor was I. And I... Not my bag. As we know, I fucking hate reggae. Yeah. I fucking hate it. As I've said before, uh, if I'm going to do it, though, dub reggae. You have said that many times. And then so, like, it was... I guess we'll talk about it when we get to those songs. Yeah. So it was, like, very interesting to me, like... 
well, your brains are fucking weird that you made this work. Interesting, guys. Also, I, another uh, yet another example of the British being obsessed with reggae. Yes. British early British punk bands and stuff being obsessed with reggae. Obsessed with yeah. And then another thing I wasn't expecting was like, like the Bowie influence. Oh, okay. And it was it was funny because like I'm hearing all these things and I'm like, am I just like reaching or like do I not know this? And then I I watch the thrash theory about how goth became goth and in that video the dude was dropping all these mm -hmm. things too so i'm not crazy right um what was it one more of their 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 peers the pop group which is like god damn that's an we've got requests to do them as well and i've been wanting to hear them because it was it's one of those bands where i i overheard my brother listening to them growing mm -hmm. up and never asked who it was never put together and then like this year, he put them on as a, you never, you never seen a pop group, you know, like, never. And then he puts it on. It's like, holy shit. I know all these songs. Uh, Minutemen cited them as like a huge influence and they're, they're, you know, associated with all these people. They're like, well, they're one of those bands, but just, they just got lost. A little. I think, I think they get lost more, more so than like, you know, Joy Division, obviously Gang of Ford. Yeah. Other yeah. This like is my that. first time hearing about them. Yeah. Another, another group uh, we left out that we've covered who had, probably be peers is uh the birthday party birthday party oh boy I, I forget the birthday party is goth adjacent adjacent they're more i mean I, again i i i always consider these things more post-punk just because when you think goth you think of the makeup and you think of the evil mm -hmm. and birthday party they had teased hair but they were fucking mostly just high well yeah yeah i think the the hair and the the lyrical themes that, that's why i use the term that is, adjacent that is nick cave's uh, mo yeah um, dark and moody and stuff but also we covered them too we covered all these fucking bands yeah. god damn we have a backlog uh but yeah birthday party god damn by far the craziest of any of these bands like mm -hmm. that's why it's it's even i always I, I by the way uh i now have we we now have on youtube full playlist separated by genres which i oh, think is yeah neat and it's like a discord records playlist too nice uh and i was like where did the birthday party go post-punk fuck it because where, where else were they on i think we sh should maybe do a, a 4 ad one i oh, think yeah. they were yeah if we have enough episodes based on them yeah well we got minimum three if birthday party was on 4 ad i think so i forget yeah we got minimum three now so right on right on but what else what else uh so so yeah, they you know British band uh, of of Northampton, and uh, that kind of leads. We almost we almost made an error and skipped this first little EP. Well, it's we could have done the single, which is important. Mm -hmm. But this EP, I mean, it has the single on on it. Yeah. As, but it's just as well as other the first things takes. they've ever recorded. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't released until 2018. Anyways, so, so yeah, yeah, it wasn't exactly. It's still the first thing they've ever put out is still on that EP. So I think it still counts. Mm -hmm. uh, but altogether, five albums and one EP that we're going to be covering. First EP uh, came out 2018, but it was released. I was recorded in 1979, and last album 2008. That's that's a whole reunion album. We always uh, we love a good reunion album. Yes, and by love uh, I mean we usually hate reunion. Albums. You know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, so, sometimes I'm like, hey, that's not bad. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, but we'll see how we feel about how we feel about this one, I suppose. Um, 
So I guess we might as well jump into it. Let's do it. Hell yeah. I'm so, all crossed up here. Let's do it. All right. Record 1979. This is 2018's The Bella Session EP. You know, it's fun. Like, this is the song I've heard. Yeah. Should people like, probably people are be like, like offended that we skipped the entire intro. There's, there's no way we can. This very, like. It's a nine minute song. And the intro is. It's, it's kind of kraut rock in terms that yeah. it builds and it builds and it builds. Well, the vocals come in at three minutes. Yeah. So, honestly, it's not the longest intro we've had, we've had on this. No, set. no, but... I believe in a Melvin's, a Melvin's song recently, it was ten minutes before the vocals came in. <laughs> that's that's different, but... Um, but yeah, this is the, the first single, their most famous song. And it's funny, because, like... Um, friend of the podcast, Matt, was playing this a lot on Halloween. Uh-huh. And, like, I heard it there, and I never once thought dub reggae, but, like, sitting here listening by myself, I'm like... The drums. You got the echo. Yeah, you got the echo. Um, Clicks and stuff. Yeah, I can't believe they just, like... Why would you be listening to dub reggae and like, oh, what if this was evil? Evil dub reggae. Interesting vocal style. He sounds like a evil nerd. Yes, yes. Also, uh, this was, from what I've read, recorded in a single take over like six hours, the uh-huh. whole EP. So that is not surprising. Yeah. Hearing the other songs is not so surprising. Yes. This one is like, this one feels like a, a new, fresh thing. Especially for 79. It's like, who is doing a nine minute this? Yeah, this like jammy, dub, reggae, kraut rock. With evil. Yeah. And not even evil, just like, just darkness. So, so obviously that song's good. Song That song is very good. Least favorite. Least favorite. Wow. Yep. Wow. And that is, it was almost worse. And and I, I had to like think about it a lot. And the only reason why it's not worse is because the single, the actual single, which is Bella Goes Dead and mm-hmm. Boys, those are two great songs. Mm-hmm. Everything in between is garbage. I hate everything in between. <laughs> Fucking awful. Dude, like... So the 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 reggae-ness didn't really hit me on Bella Gosey's Dead so much. Obviously, with a song like Harry. Harry, which is, is about Deborah Harry. It is Blondie? <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's so bad. It's so fucking bad, dude. That song, <laughs> I think, I think I just like found kind of amusing and funny because it is very funny. There's a there's a part where they kind of like mouth like I don't know if it's supposed to be like open hi hat or like a China symbol, but they're like wow. Oh, he's making the actual noise. And then I'm like, this played, this played on the drum. Hey, money was tight. Yeah, didn't have time, didn't have time for. for we got six hours. Wrap this up. Um, uh, I think some faces is the best of the the, the outtakes or whatever. But I, it's basically a sixty song. It's cute and it's okay. I, don't, I still don't really like it at all. It's very interesting listening to this and hearing all the different ways they could have gone. This is that's what this thing is. Because and I think this is a horrible introduction for anybody who's never heard the band. Mm-hmm. And this is the first thing I've ever heard from the band. Yeah, because every song is a different style or mm-hmm. a different, basically a different genre. And it's like, oh, they had no idea what they were doing. They had they just. They had no identity. They're doing stuff at the wall, they seeing just, what sticks. They're playing whatever it is they liked, and then they just ended up 
one year later becoming a very confident in this one direction yes. thing. And here, what the fuck is bite my hip, dude? His bullshit rockabilly. <laughs> what the fuck is that? I thought that one was more a little more dark than like um what was it? Same faces. Or some faces. Or some yeah. Yeah. Um that one worked a little better for me. Um I guess in the in the context of things this is for like like you know hardcore fans only yeah it's like it's got the one song and then everything else is just like if you are like love the band listen to it yeah that's exactly what it is and uh in a way i kind of wish i was like ah i I should have heard this first but it doesn't matter because like it's just it's kind of neat it's more neat yeah i think that's why i ended up I couldn't give it worse at the end because like after I listened to all the albums, I went back to it and like, oh, I mean, now that I know what the band is, this is kind of endearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I still like the singles. The, the yeah. singles is, is is what the world heard. Yeah. So I, I get it. And I also get why they picked those two songs out of because this. They're like, the most unique. It's most, also they're the best. They're yeah. clearly the best. Like Boys is pretty good. It's not, I don't think it's nearly as good as Bells It Goes He's Dead. Mm-hmm. But it has like interesting arrangements there's a lot of herky jerkiness to it it's very tight the drums are, are minimal but they're impactful uh it's like it's a it was like it's clearly like oh this band is something to keep your eye on whoever was at the well i think i think it was bella lugosi was like it caught the ears of the record label probably 480 and um yeah, so whoever was working there, very smart to pick those two songs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, was it them or was it the band who decided? Because, like, I hope I hope it was a band. Yeah. 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 I'm supposed to be all hope. Uh, but there are there some instances where, like, as much as it's it's really easy and usually just to to blame records for being or blame record labels for albums being bad and for making horrible decisions, but sometimes they fucking nail it. Like... Uh, Stooges, uh, Funhouse. Yeah, I believe the band wanted to start the album with. I fucking some song. It, I think it was the second track. Yeah, I for, I forget what it was. Um, it's not TBI. Uh, <laughs> hold on. I'm not gonna mess up my. Uh, I took around. That one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one. I think that was supposed to be the the opening track. Mm-hmm. But the record label said down on the street. Down, yeah, and down. Then, and listening to it, it's like it couldn't be anything but down the street. Yeah. It had to be down the street. I'm pretty sure it's called down the street. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. I don't remember any of the song titles. Hey man, you know, uh, you know the riffs. And that, I, I yeah, like I know all those stupid fucking sounds. That's all that um, matters. Loose, loose. There, that's there we go. Yeah, that's the song. Um, and I, you know why I remembered that it was called loose? Why is that? Because the birthday party covered it, and I'm thinking I was thinking of that version. There you go. Interesting. Look at that. Full circle. Yeah. Um. It's so crazy, like, um, growing up, I had no idea, like, the the affection people had for 480. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, now it's, because, like, I would see it, but I wouldn't think anything of it. And now I'm like, man, they really were, like, powerhouses of, like, alternative music in the in the 80s. They, yeah, they put out all the Pixies records, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that's what the first time I was introduced to them were, again, I never really, like, dug deep in the label and tried to figure out everybody who's on there, mm-hmm. but every time I see that name, it's always on a record I like. Yeah, yeah. You should do a 4AD versus Sub Pop episode. 
Honestly, I'd probably go 4AD. Probably more yeah. diverse, really. Yeah, yeah, and I love stuff popping. I love grunge, but still. Yeah. Uh, but my least favorite record still, because uh, that shit in the middle is inexcusable. <laughs> I'm so glad they went with the singles they did, and those are great singles, but still. I was uh, obviously not that bothered by it. <laughs> I, I at least knew that they weren't going to be full-on 60s and oh, yeah. rockabilly, because like, I... No kids in high school would have been listening to that shit. No, <laughs> like, I no. Know they're not that, but still. No one's walking around with uh, Chuck Berry patches. And no, no. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Goddamn. Uh, but time to move on. Let's go into the first actual full length. First big one. Uh, they are now a band that knows what they are. And this is 1980s in the Flatfield. <laughs> I almost want to tell you to put on the second song because that's the original opener. Yeah. But this is... Also, yeah. if, if they had, like... I listen, I just listened to it in this order because, like, usually there's, like, other versions and this is just, like... This is the one, the yeah. one that's canon now, yeah. so... And it's not like this is a bad opener. I think it's a fucking awesome song. Like, I, this I was such it, a yeah. refreshing thing after hearing the, the last EP. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm on board. I'm totally on board. This, uh, yeah, this album, man, this album floored, like, I love this album. Love it a lot. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And his, uh, I love his fucking vocals so much now. Yeah. Like before, the, the last record, they're, they're kind of goofy. Like I get the style he's doing, but it's a little goofy. Here, I just, it just fits, fits real well. But also, like, this is like what I think all goth rock should sound like. Grammy? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's the perfect, uh, like, uh, being dark lyrics and, like, dark music where, like, Something like The Cure. I'm like, I get, I get it, but they're not. Uh, well, so, uh, stuff like early, pornography early. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is, I think, is like legit, like yeah. legit, dark yeah. and great. But then you have like Friday, I'm in love. Yeah, I'm not thinking so much of Boys Don't Cry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that was early stuff anyway. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's 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 just have a little talk. Uh, obviously, best personal, best personal favorite. This, this is. A fucking incredible album. I love it so much. Same. I was, I feel like it's been a while since I've like fallen in love yeah. with a, an album like this that I've never heard before. Um, Which kind of makes the rest of, uh, getting a little head, kind of makes the rest of the journey a little disappointing. I, I disagree. I, yeah. I, 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 I like this band. I'm yeah. a fan of this band now. And I, I was not, I never foresaw that in my youth. Mm -hmm. I think it's, this is one of those albums where, I wish I fucking heard this in high school. Like, Same. this was exactly Same. what I was into. I yeah. fucking love this. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I would have liked it in high school, but I at least wish I heard it like 10 years ago, minimum. Like, almost like ever, like front to back, just like, I have like a few issues with it, like Telegram Sam. Oh, you don't like, I, my, my issue with Small Talk Stinks. That's I, my only issue is that song. A, that one's almost a parody. It's a dumb fucking song. Uh, yeah. And here's the thing. I hated it when I, when I first heard it. And then I, I went back to this album a bunch mm -hmm. of times. Uh, on repeated listens, 
The song is actually fucking cool. It's that vocal line. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing that's bad. The rest of the song is actually fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just sticks in your head though. That's the problem with it. Uh, so I really, really, really wish on the reissues they kept Double Dare as the, as the opener. I the, think it's so much fucking better as an opener. I I can't even I can't even pick because like I really love that. And then Double Dare comes on and I'm just like both these songs are equally as like like picking your favorite kid or something. It's I can't brutal. It's so I, fucking heavy and and. Just it's uh, it's the, the the like fuzzy and sick and twisted and oh, I wasn't God expecting a, a band like this for the bass player to stand out so much, but he does. Oh yeah, um, like I love the way the bass sounds on there. I love the um, spidery guitar effects on there. Uh, yeah, that, um, a lot of delay. Also, I don't know if this is the John Peel version. I kind of read something on the wiki that they they felt like the John Peel version was the best version mm-hmm. and they couldn't exactly like replicate it in the studio. Mm-hmm. So like it that track alone is like why it took a little bit for this album to come out. Yeah, they said it wasn't as good as the, the version on on John uh, the version they did with Peel. Uh but oh yeah 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 so they they had to appeal to to use that version so this and the is, process took forever yeah this is the the like ultimate version then i, I mean it's a fucking amazing oh, <laughs> amazing yeah. sounding song it's so goddamn good the title track it was, it was when i was like okay i'm getting the joy division vibes i get how they were all in the, the same kind of thing like mm-hmm. i guess it doesn't sound like joy division but you feel the same when listening to it you know bad yeah uh, yeah the the like also instead of like being um like more like dour this is very not very aggressive but more like frantic in your face and you get that with like the the tom the heavy tribal drumming yes most of the drumming is is tom's yeah it works works real well and like i i always thought that i would get tired of a thing like that like i'm thinking of just top of my head i'm thinking of a surfing bird no (laughs) god no i'm fucking no i'm thinking of uh the the isis album um and the absence of truth is that the one probably where i felt like sorry i got like flashbacks when you said it i don't remember which one the second to last album okay yeah where it was my least favorite because the drummer just kept doing a bunch of tribal stuff and it, it, I just kept noticing like, why is he still doing the same fucking thing? Yeah. And, but the thing is the drummer's doing that here, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel repetitive. Mm. It, it's just the way the song is structured and the way they're, they're uh, sequenced. It's just, it's just, I think way more um, tasteful, way more, uh, what's the, what's the word? Uh, I can't think of the word, but it's, it's, it's keeps you guessing more. It's less predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus you get songs like fucking dive, which is, that, yeah that's goth, goth disco i mean <laughs> yeah that's crazy um i can like think of modern i don't even know if they're considered modern anymore because i'm of that age but something like death from above or the rapture doing a song like dive mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah this song is like 20 30 years out oh, yeah. of its time they do like a whole genres of this now uh, a god, a god, a god in an alcove uh, is another one of those songs where, yeah, the drums are barely doing stuff, mostly just hi hat stuff. But mm-hmm. 
God damn, is it is it effective? I that song felt a little lack. Well, I don't eat, lackluster is not the right word, but it didn't like stick with me the way the other ones did. But at the end, I was like, it's not a fucking boring song. Though. I, it's very interesting. I like, love it. I, yeah. I think that one stuck with me more, more than a lot of them. Well, that one in uh, Stigmata Martyr. God damn it. It's, oh, it's got to be like one of the dark, heaviest, brutal songs on the album. Yeah, the guitars on that very, very buzzsaw, like, this cuts to your soul. And then I think there might be pianos sprinkled other places, but most notably on Nerves, uh, the closer, mm, or yeah. the original closer, the, not in this uh, yeah. the reissue. And then, yeah, there's like a ton of bonus tracks. Yeah. Uh, on this version, there's six, I think. I I was surprised to see when I went to the because uh, Apple Music has like the essentials playlist. I was surprised to see Telegram Sam on there. Oh, interesting. I'm like, it must be a fan favorite. But I don't know. That was more like it's fine. It, it's a, it has like some hard rockness to it. It's it's a I, I didn't love it, but it, here's the thing: all the bonus tracks I could take or leave. Yeah, and these are all. Out of all, because every record except for the last one has a ton of bonus tracks tacked on. Mm-hmm. This one has the best set of bonus tracks, I think, by far. They're they're the more diverse bonus tracks because I feel like the albums after that, the bonus tracks are kind of samey. Yeah, they're they're well, except for like one album. Most of them are bonus tracks from I think from that that era. Yeah, so they all kind of sound before that. They all sound. Uh, not the same, but like this, these were like, I think written before they had fully developed into okay. this thing. Uh, so that's why they, they have like a lot of diversity to it. Yeah. They're not bad. They just definitely sound like, like B sides, but God damn, like, but the record though, the, the first 10 tracks, like, Oh, uh, I'm going to keep going back to that one for <laughs> a fucking while. Uh, St. Vitus Dance got like the shit like that were Evil these, Devo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Evil Devo. That's these weird really Also, I didn't realize how funny that sounds. Evil Devo. I, I, I wrote it. Oh shit. <laughs> Saying uh, it aloud is It has like the yeah, the, the the same kind of Devo buzzy electronic sound. I think it's still a guitar, but it's mm-hmm. very very buzzy and very uh parts of it feel industrial in like old old industrial and like metal, not so much like Dennis Nails. Um like metal clanging together, not like metal. Just so many fucking words that <laughs> mean a bunch of different things. Uh, but industrial God. steel, yes, exactly. Birmingham. No, they're not from Birmingham. But. Uh, no, no. Uh, but goddamn, it's it's. I mean, it's rad. I'm assuming this is like everyone's favorite. It's got to yeah, be. Yeah, it's got to be. It's There's, just too fucking good. It's yeah. just too fucking good. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, if you see this on a list of like a hundred albums, you must hear before you die. This lives up to yeah the hype. Yeah, unique style, dark and sick. Totally see why this inspired a whole fuck ton of people. Uh, fuck ton of people. Yeah. And uh, honestly, look at like I don't even have to look at the list of the people it's influenced. I could hear it in there. Like I am sure swans all over the place. Like, sure, it's crazy. So it's delightful. Oh yeah, that influence list on Wikipedia is fucking huge, massive. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I get it. I get. It. But now we're on to the rest. This is 1981's Mask. Wait, wait. Sorry, because they put Mask in a stupid place. Oh, I they got, put it in the comp. I got a little mixed up right now. I apologize. All good. All good. All right, I'm here. Here we go. <sighs>
Is this not the baseline to get smart? Is that the I was thinking like that. I was thinking about roaming down the street late at night. Check the ripper. The point remains: it is a very derivative baseline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sounds like a lot of things. Actually, crank it one more. One more. That guitar is fucking buried. I can see why a producer did that, because it's not a riff. <laughs> it's, it's more of a, a soundscape, for sure. Yeah, this is like post-punk spy. It's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah. Still, yeah, still good songs. Still kind of like continuing what we... Uh, yeah, heard on the previous record. I do stand that this uh, this production is for sure shittier. Not by that much, but it's definitely shittier. Yeah. Um. Still a good song, I believe. Comic book writer, or he doesn't write. He probably doesn't like being called that. Alan Moore. He's a fucking comic book writer. That, like, a, I don't care if you think you're some fucking magician. No, wait, that, that's Grant Morrison. He's the magician. <laughs> no, I'm Alan Moore is the psychopath who looks like Jesus. I'm pretty sure if you're a British comic book writer, you think you're... They're just, you're, uh, they're all just you magicians. You think you're a wizard, but yeah. he really likes this album. Really? Which is interesting, because you would think he was a... Uh, uh, in flat field guy. Well, he's wrong because this is a weaker album, <laughs> but like, without a doubt, a weaker album. It's like, how, well, I'm not, whatever he has his opinion. I don't care. But like, this is a noticeable step down. It's not, I think it's still a fine album. It's a good mm-hmm. album, but a huge noticeable step down, especially in writing. None of these bass lines I think are at all interesting. The songs I do like, it's mostly in just the presentation and the, uh, the way they do it and the, the vibe of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like muscle and plastic. Like, I love the drums in there. I think the bassins are pretty eh, but it just feels good. Uh, and then, uh, was it the man with, uh, with x-ray eyes and the title track? I'm, I like both those a lot, a lot. Um, so yeah, similar feelings for muscle and plastic <laughs> title track. I think title track is probably the best song. Yeah. yeah it's more, um, also this is, feels more minimal two like they're using less soundscapes than like our effects that's what i mean about the, pr- the production yeah. being a lot weaker um like yeah mask and hollow hills were, were kind of similar to me uh, hollow hills i fucking can't it's not that i hate it it's so moody and it's the baseline is like it's very similar to "Come as You Are" from Nirvana. It's extremely similar. <laughs> Which is uh, another goth. Or wait, what was the oh, fuck? What's that fucking band? Killing, Killing joke. joke. Killing joke. Yeah, yeah the song '80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah an- another goth adjacent. Well, they're they're post punk. They're yeah. they're straight up post punk. Uh, the any any kind of similarities with gothiness would just be like a similarity with a band like this because mm-hmm. like they don't they're just post punk. But Killing Joke is a fucking rad band that I, I think we have to do at some point. At some point, I, yeah. I can't believe I haven't like suggested it already. But uh, it just, the Hollow Hills just, it just bores me. The same with dancing and kicking the eye. Like, and there's a lot of, by the way, a lot of funkiness. There's a lot of funkiness. A lot of funkiness. Let me talk about a bonus track in Fear of Dub. 
Oh. Which reminds me of a funk group called ESG. So, uh, like, yeah, a lot of funkiness. It's um, just uh, in, in Fear of Fear, but, right? We just, uh, we're just what's more experimental. I think it would maybe. It, yeah. Okay. It, in Fear of Fear, I think it's fine. I, I like that song just fine. But it, it's just that song, but dubby and experimental. Okay. Um, I guess while we're talking about dancey things of Lilies and Remains. I dig it. You can hear like the Velvet Underground influence on there. The spoken word stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like it. I think I think the spoken word stuff works pretty well. Uh again, the bass lines are like it's fine. Like compared to the last time we're like these bass lines are fucking these was, rule. Like I said, was not expecting this to be a bass band, but yeah, it is. It is. It is. Like, um, and even though I don't like the bass lines so much, it's still again like it's still good arrange they're good arrangers. Arrangers. Mm-hmm. Or they're good at arrangements or whatever. Uh, Passion some, of Lovers, some, Reeks uh, of Gothiness, and I think it's pretty great. Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs. It's catchier than probably anything on here. I hate the chorus, but I think it's yeah. a cool song. I think it's objectively a cool song, but I just can't stand that chorus. Yeah, that's uh, I like you pointed out. Sometimes the guitar playing is like pushed in the back, but um, on that song, it's when I like the and I. I use guitar playing very loosely. Oh yeah, but, it's yeah, it's it's all moody. It's like a, I mean, that's characteristic of this genre and stuff. Yeah. Without it, it would feel like I'm thinking of like um, Cocteau Twins' first album. Uh, what the fuck was it called? That was a good one. I forget that's what a, it was called. Yeah, it is a good one. It's, that's my favorite one. It's oh, I forgot what it's yeah, called. That one is pretty much like a goth album. Yeah, it's very gothy, it's very post punky. And the things it does on that album, the, what the guitar does in, on here and a lot of bands like this, where they're just hanging on one little thing, but everything around them is playing the song. And without that one little repetitive guitar line, it would not be the same song. Yes. It, it it really does make a huge difference. We're talking about Garlands. Garlands. Garland's Garland's way better than Jeff Garland's than uh, Je- uh, Jeff Garland's way better than heaven or Las Vegas. Fight me. I, <laughs> I agree. That's what Completely. we got shit for, right? <laughs> hey, sorry. We're old school, buddy. Sorry. We're old school. Oh, we're this a couple of moody boys, a couple of moody boys. You would love crying. But uh, I think also the every bonus track is awful. <laughs> I fucking it's, hate it. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> by the way, they, Harry's on as a bonus track on this album. So yeah, it's like we heard it. Yeah, uh, yeah, we heard it before. We don't. We don't need that one again. It's most. It's the most. Um, I think the most dubby stuff is on it, here. It is. Yeah, like earwax is another. Yeah, just pretty dub. Not nothing innovative about it. Just hey, well, we like this. There's a song that's literally named after every band member. That song is bonkers. It is wild. It's uh, fucking weird. It yeah. starts out like a piano ballad and then quickly, quickly yeah. goes fucking crazy. It, it is wacky like, electronic sounds, drum machines. It is like four or five. I forget how many people are in this four songs. Yeah. yeah or four, four, four songs, basically four members, four songs in one. Uh, and then at the end, there was like this little acoustic guitar section. I was like, all right, all right. And then eventually just it, it wasn't enough to save for me. But uh, speaking of acoustic guitars, they're finally not finally, but they're implementing some acoustic stuff, especially on the title track mm-hmm. uh, that I think is fucking awesome. And I was like, yes, more of this, please. And I was pleased to, different. He- yeah. pleased to hear that they do pursue more of this. And it, then you start to see the goth connection because like, mm-hmm. oh, the really bright acoustic guitars that you hear in a lot of goth stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that sound. I think it's a great sound. And I think that it works well here. But overall, 
a it's not uh, fair to listen to this right after the first album. It's so much weaker. It's it's yeah, it's a disappointing follow up. It's not an awful album. Right. But yeah. yeah. But now we going to move on. So yes. this is 1982's The Sky's Gone Out. You know what's uh, crazy about this song, Third Uncle, uh-huh. is a Brian Eno cover. Oh, is it? Oh, is it? I looked up the Brian Eno version. Somehow, the Brian Eno version is more twisted and dark. Which Do you remember which album it's off of? I don't. I'm going to find it because I've only heard one Brian Eno album and it might have been the one with this song on it. Yeah, I just saw, I saw it was the cover, so I looked it up and like, man. Yep, it's it's from Take It Tiger Mountain. I have heard the original. Okay. It's a great album. Yeah. It's a great album. I was wondering why this song sounded familiar. You tell those bongos in the background? Yeah, but it's very like two drummers song. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Louder, cleaner, clearer production. It's yeah, it's weird because you know very high energy, but I'm not thinking goth music. No, yeah. No. Well, this yeah, the, the first thing I thought the second this came on was like post punk city. This is yeah. all post punk. There's nothing yeah. dark and evil about this. Uh, it really feels like Gang of Four. Yeah, this song is... I fucking love this song. It does go on a little longer than I think it yeah. should. It's pretty lengthy. Uh, but I really like this album. Uh, this def- could have been... Go ahead. Definite improvement over the second album. This could have been a personal favorite for me. Uh, because The only thing that, that stopped it... There's two big things that stopped it. Yeah. Swing the Heartache and Exquisite Corpse. <laughs> ruined it. Just killed it for me. But I fucking really like... These songs are awesome. I really like Swing the Heartache. Um, it's just there's a very like sleazy vibe to it. It I is think. so atonal. It's, it's the most industrial sounding thing mm-hmm. ever. Where it's clangy as fuck. It's really it has a. I love the production on it, but it sounds like everyone is playing against each other. <laughs> I think it's a terrible fucking song that that had the elements to be something I love. Um, this is a fucking weird album, though. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, in the, of course, talking about the Three Shadows, part one, two, and three. Dude, I love every one every, of those yeah. fucking songs so much for different reasons because they're all completely different. Yeah, but end of the day, I'm like, I'll take something weird and off the wall over something like w- the previous album, which felt more more safe, I it guess. Was, that's a weird way to put it, but it is exactly what it was. It was a safe Bauhaus album. Mm. This one is a, a leap forward in musicality. And in, in like just experimenting, but not in, in not in the dicking around noise way. More in like, well, we haven't mm-hmm. done a completely instrumental, uh, no drums composition before. Let's do that. This this album's gonna take you to the Ren Fair. Oh God, damn! I love it. <laughs> Fucking. Uh, what, what am I thinking of? What am I thinking of? Um, I can't remember the song I'm thinking of. Thinking uh, of Spirit. Am I thinking of Spirit? 
because uh, that I that was when I thought like medieval Renaissance fair. I was thinking a lot of yeah, a lot of Eastern in there, a lot of Eastern Eastern influence in there. That's a strange song that I really like that I could totally see other people hating. I totally yeah. yeah. I I like how it's almost like juxtapose of this like very like clean simple thing, but there is like some noise in there. There's there's Murphy this like screaming like yeah. It is a very like cool unique track. Uh, love Silent Hedges, Love in the Night. Like in the night, was it funky guitars with with evil dark bass lines? Like, and then he has that. He just goes full punk right in the middle. Yeah. Like, and uh, holy shit, that's I kinda, a crazy song. I kind of thought of uh, Alice Cooper a little bit on that song. Ah. There's some like electronic stuff too. <laughs> like very very neat. Like. <laughs> this album is nothing but curveballs yeah. really and like does he keep was this the one where he keeps singing about like fishes for some I, reason i don't know <laughs> i hope <laughs> i think it was i don't know why i didn't shot it but like he keeps bringing up fishes and it's so fucking weird well i got the high omega mega threes but three so the, the three shadows songs uh so the first one is is instrumental and it's like you know guitar and bass centric mm-hmm. and then Part two adds vocals, uh, ups the tempo a little bit. Some waltzy he stuff. Goes waltzy, in there. and then part part three adds fucking and bright pianos, goes even faster. I I, I fucking love it. It does it. like cumulate to this yeah. peak insanity yeah. on three. Uh, um, more uh, more acoustic goodness with all we ever wanted was everything. Yes, that, love uh, it. Yeah, fucking great gorgeous. song. Um, Upright bass in there too. I know, and then it's considered a bonus song, but I thought it'd be cooler because I think it's one of their more more famous ones. Is the cover of Ziggy Stardust? Oh, right. Yeah, this is a pretty straightforward. It is straightforward as shit. That I is was, a. Yeah. I was like, yeah, give me, give me the Bauhaus version of that. I want to hear that. Yeah. And this it is, is just Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Ex- there's nothing changed. No. Yeah. But, but yeah, obviously you can hear Bowie so much in their in their stuff. Uh, so Exquisite Corpse, which uh, I think I, really let me down in terms of closers. Like holy, I shit. think that that song because the Three Shadows is so ambitious yeah. and epic that like. They don't sound the same exquisite corpse in the three shadows, but like concept wise of these like big, like far out there songs. It's, it's a bit much back to back. Well, I don't mind it so much conceptually. I think the execution is mad sloppy Mm -hmm. because a lot of, and there's a lot of like reverse sounds and then experimental tinkering and stuff which is fine i do, i mostly don't care for it but i don't i don't hate it and then around halfway through the gothy acoustic guitars come in and it starts elaborating it i'm like okay this is fucking great mm-hmm. hell yes and then bam reggae yep. <laughs> it just just out of nowhere like it just it, it's such a different like i appreciate it in like oh there's no way you would have ever seen this completely happy sounding reggae mm-hmm. part coming but i fucking hate it so even though I'm, I appreciate that it, I wasn't expecting it, it just dragged the whole it, like the whole song. It sounded Frankenstein together, like just whereas it's appropriate for goth. Band. I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose it wasn't Dracula together though. But, it wasn't Draggy. But was it? Um, yeah, the, the three shadows were. It, it felt like three distinct things all building up into one kind of big thing. This 
feels like, all right, this is going here, this is going here, and it's all mm-hmm. randomized. It, it just felt it's sloppy and like a bad closer. Smashing them together. Pretty much. I did like <clears throat> two bonus songs on here. Really? Uh, Party of the First Part? Party of the First Part, yeah. Um, That sounds like something like Mad Lib or MF Doom would sample. Yeah, like it's, the whole song is like background music to show off the dialogue for this animated movie. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of dug it because it made me think of those things. And then uh, a, f- a fun little, a fun little number here. Uh, watch that granddad go. Hate it, hate it so much. I like it. It's so long. I like it. It <laughs> may have, it may have like boosted the previous album a little bit if really? it was on there holy shit because there's some like more dancey things it's funky uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah. more disco it's it's dissonant and strange but uh it wasn't for me i like it i like it it's funny how, how much time we spent shitting on this album and i really like this album a lot like it, i think it fucking rules just those two songs just drag it down for me it's very ambitious if nothing else i think if people don't like this album the, you can you can't say the band wasn't wasn't trying bonkers shit here. That's the thing. Hearing this, like these were really talented songwriters and and just music makers. Because this, I think, is the most uh, the most impressive from. Uh, I, I keep saying conceptual, but it's like the most impressive like collection of ideas. Mm-hmm. Like the most impressive use of instrumentation, the most impressive use of any kind of musicality, and especially diversity. Like without a doubt, the the most the best, most diverse album they've ever put out, I think, is this one. Uh, just it's just not the most consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. I guess it's I guess it's fucking hard to do like multiple amazing albums. But yeah, this I never I never got that high. Of. That's a special album that I I look at the first album like X is Los Angeles or uh, Fears the Record or mm-hmm. or the, the Adolescents first album where it's like I'm just saying a bunch of punk bands uh, where like there's no way you're gonna match that like you just came out so hot at the beginning there's yeah. no way I've, but you can you can still do good stuff but yeah. there's no chance you're gonna match that that's a lot of things in, the, in this era it, in the it punk is, scene and stuff. it is but yeah man as you just <laughs> it's I, not fair to the other albums it's not but, fair to the other albums but i was not disappointed by by them like i still think they're a really talented band mm-hmm. and i like this album I and mean, this is like my second favorite album so uh we still got a couple more though couple yes. more so this is 1983's burning from the inside This song's so fucking good. So gothy. Yes, I... It instilled a sense of security in me I don't think I should have had about this album, though. Really? This this let me down as an opener. I don't like this as an opener. It is so low energy. It, I don't know. It works for me with a band, band like this. It's um, but Peter Murphy was sick during the recording of this. So David J and Daniel Ash were kind of like the main 
songwriters, although I think they're, for the most part, I think they're relatively, like, cool band where most of the songs are just credited to all, all the members. Right. Yeah, this is pretty cool. I uh, just lay in bed, light some candles. Uh, song. I really like that song until it goes all dubby at the end. I and it goes like, like a full lengthy dub jam and it I ruined love, it for I, me. I love the dub part. I I love it. Um but having said that, worst least favorite. Whoa! <laughs> Hold I, on, I need a second here. And, Hold on. I did not <laughs> dole that out. <laughs> Lightly, they could have gone a few ways. Yeah, could have. What the fuck? <laughs> Explain yourself. I think just that the songwriting is—it feels really off to me. It's just—it's missing something. Obviously, it for sure P- is. Peter Murphy was missing, right? And so that's mostly why I gave it. It's just like. You know, it could have it could have gone to the next album. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> could have. <laughs> but then I was just I was just like both these the the end two albums are like they're both off to me. Uh-huh. Like they don't you don't get the highs of even like the sky's gone. Right, right. So like I'm like, this is just missing too much. I think this one had a couple of those highs for me. Yeah. Notably fucking King Volcano, which I adore. I fucking you, love that song. You love the medieval numbers. I love yeah. that shit. No, it's a good song. It's, full on, it's a good yeah, song. Medieval acoustic guitars, tambourines and shit. And the chant, there's a lot of chant vocals, which is like, I didn't miss Peter so much because I like his voice just fine. But this whole record is so goddamn gothy. I think it's their most goth record sounding. Most goth, most 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 goth sounding. I need, yeah. to, I need to start talking slower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most goth sounding record by far. So like the compensation with like the group vocals and the, the heavy echo and reverb on, mm-hmm. on all the vocals, it doesn't bother me so much because it fits in with the whole overall vibe of the whole thing. I'm not missing it, anything so much. Yeah, this felt too too empty to me. Um although I will give you one thing vocally is a uh, slice of life. Slice of life. Those vocals are basically Pink Floyd. (laughs) Yeah, there's some cool ideas there, but it's just not. It's. it's I like the song. I Uh, dig it. And then, like, who killed Mr. Moonlight? Hate that song. Don't like that one. Yeah, yeah. That's like them doing the Beatles, kind of. And oh, yeah. I would say that slice of life and honeymoon croon Uh is kind of like them doing the Beatles. Like honeymoon croon is also like. Feels like it could be in a rock opera, not in the sense that there's operatic vocals or it sounds like Queen or anything, but it feels like very big and cinematic. I like Hunnaman Kroon. I don't think it's anything spectacular, but I dig it. Uh, and, and yeah, it sounds like Kingdom's Coming. I fucking love it. Like, I, I was so happy that they ran with the acoustic stuff because I was hoping mm-hmm. that, like, I, I didn't mention this earlier, but aside from the, the first album, they, after the first album, they pretty much completely abandoned the really fucked up, twisted brutality that yeah. was on the first album. It's yeah. gone after that. Yeah. And it's it, never coming back. It's never coming back. And I loved it. That's my favorite thing about them. It's okay. Whatever. Yeah. As soon as I heard signs of them going uh, more pretty and acoustic, 
Lean into that because yeah, I, yeah. I also love that. And they did it. So I, it was like a comp, uh, consolation prize for me. Okay. So songs like Kingdom is Coming, I think are, are fucking awesome. I th- think they're actually really good at the acoustic stuff. And uh, Hope is a, uh, a left turn of a closer because it is the happiest song I think they've ever done. And I think it's gorgeous. I I didn't care for it. God just, damn it! And then I think I think the main song that did me in was the title track. Holy shit! Wait a minute. Is that song boring? Uh, okay, just, put it on. Yeah, we haven't been putting too many samples, but you, you know you're 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 just right. A little, you're right. A little bit. <laughs> Also, this is like nine minutes. It's it's, it's pretty way much, long. It's pretty much two sections. Yeah. It's this, and then it goes into like a funky David Bowie thing. Yeah. It is too. It's a lot of it is goth funk. It is, which we're not hearing yet, but I also, assure you that's like, what it is. Man, this album cover is fucking cool. I love almost all the album covers. I think they're fucking great album yeah. covers. Yeah, especially the was it? I would have got the name of the fucking hack. Uh, yeah, Sky's Gone Out. I think. Oh it's yeah, possibly yeah. my favorite cover. That made me think a little bit of the the Crass uh, reissues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So this goes on for two minutes. Okay, you want to skip forward? To the Welp. <laughs> and look at the floor. Okay, so th- it's a long song, and that is yeah. but a taste, and that was a long taste of the same fucking riff over and over again. It's too damn much. I fucking was very disappointed in that song. Um I and then uh I d I don't know how to say this. Uh oh Lagarti Lagartija? Nick? Lagartija, Nick. Lagartija, Nick. Uh, Speaking of sounding like modern bands, I got a little bit of the Viagra Boys. Really? I was thinking about the Viagra Boys. I forgot about the Viagra Boys. Oh, uh, man. Dropped an album or an EP this year. Fuck. Well, well, I'll check that out. It's fun. They're a fun band. They're a fucking fun band. And uh, yeah, I I do appreciate them. I, it's like that song to me. It was like you know, sleazy goth dive bar rock. <laughs> like mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, I did actually kind of like uh, both Departure and the Sanity Assassin. The, those bonus tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. Sanity Assassin, not bad. Yeah, it's fun and new. And then I think that baseline in Departure is so charming and strange. Hmm. Like actually, put that on a little okay. bit. We haven't put on any bonus tracks, but like no, normally it's just skip all the bonus tracks. But there's some stuff there, like. You never also, know what you're going to end up liking. Also, like, the way that albums are presented, it's almost like the bonus tracks are part of the... I don't like that, because it, it makes everything seem way too fucking long. It does. This bass line. Oh. There's that reggae. I think it's a awesome bass line. I don't know what it is, but it's just so uneasy. It's like a nauseous bass line. You know, if the cramps wrote something like that, they would just drive it into the ground oh. immediate, immediately. They would do... Poison Ivy's like <laughs> rewinding it to figure out what... 
what chords you're mouthing there. Uh, <laughs> no, no. She's like, you're on to something, Mike. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, kid, but I like it. You gotta be a star. Uh, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I, I, I still like this album. I still actually enjoy it. It does have some inexcusable parts, but uh, I even don't mind... Um, Antonin Artad. Antonin Artad. It's like haunted house spooky and fast. It's all right. I dig it. Yeah, yeah. This, but yeah. Uh, it's just and parties and King Volcano are just those the are, two. There's a I mean, I I have par- problems with she's in parties, but King Volcano, I'll I that one in Kingdom's Coming, those are those are my two. Yeah. They just need to record a whole medieval album for you. <laughs> <laughs> I never want to kick my own ass more than right now. Holy shit. It uh, could it could happen. It. I think it can't at this point with these guys. I think they're done. Well, you know, we'll get into we'll that. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So we got one more, and we all know what's going to happen next. This is the reunion, people. All right. You ready? You ready? Here I wasn't even ready. I thought I was. Oh, but. shit. Here we go. 2008's Go Away White. <laughs> I lower it like one. There we go. That is a fucking day tripper bass line. That's Taxman. Oh, Taxman. Yeah. yeah. Or day tripper. I mean, whatever. It's the Be- the Beatles. So, yeah. And then yeah, they, they took a Beatles bass line and put it in a Bowie song. Yep. Yep. Which is funny because Bowie's last album doesn't even sound like Bowie. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't heard it, but I know. I, oh, I know what you're talking about. I I love that album because it would be like years before we got. I love that album so much. Yeah. I'm the tax man. <laughs> We're the tax man. <laughs> This is uh, horrible. I fucking hate this song, and I can't take it. Obviously, worst. Oh, my God, worst. Yeah. Come on. I'm not mad at that. Um, So, yeah, they, like, broke up pretty much. Yeah, so what happened? Where did they break up originally? 83, just egos, not getting along. Uh, Reunited in 98. 98? Uh, Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Obviously, no recordings. Oh, yeah. Uh, Or, no. They did a song for the heavy metal 2000 soundtrack. Oh, my God. Out of all the things to reunite for. Well, they reunited and then they did like the song. Well, who who else was on that soundtrack? This I remember it being kind of like industrial. It was more like industrial and moody than um, actual metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh man, it's been a long time since I've watched or consumed any heavy metal because it's <laughs> insane yeah. cartoon. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then so they did. The, so then, like nothing really became of that. This kind of this little thing, and then uh, the Coachellas got them. Oh, they got bit by that Coachella money. I mean, in oh oh five, like yeah, I think you, I, I think you could still do one day tickets. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't nearly uh, uh, what, what it, it is now. Not even close, but I'm sure the payday was still pretty fat. Yeah, you know? from what I've read, you know smashing uh you know results it's uh i believe there's a few videos on apple music yeah it. did you watch them no i did I, I watched them uh is it cool it's kind of entertaining okay. because it, it, the 
it was no, it was pretty, a pretty big deal when they were united. And the first song they played was Bella Lugosi's Dead. And they, they brought out Peter it, upside down. Yeah. They, nice. they, they lowered him like fucking Dracula nice. to sing the song. And he looks like goddamn Eddie Izzard. Like, yeah. it's like bleach blonde, the same facial hair, super British, old. <laughs> like, this is just Eddie Izzard. Why is he, why is he funny? <laughs> it's wild, but. Oh, man. Uh, so, so also, so, so let's go back to the, the album a little bit. No, no, keep, keep, no, keep going, keep going. Because they reunited, and then they uh, recorded this. Later. Yeah, they had a fun time. They recorded this, and then like broke up immediately almost. after recording. Right? Yeah, they said they weren't going to tour on it. And They're they were very done. good about like not talking shit about each other. I think one of the members compared it to like oh, it's a chemistry experiment. Oh, right, with you the pour, bubbling. You pour something in, it's okay. You pour something, in, and then finally you pour something in, it spills out and it, it blows up. Yeah, yeah. it's a very kind <laughs> way to put that. Yeah. Very kind way to put that. So. This album is bad for a lot of reasons. And one of the reasons is that they write the songs like that too much 21st century where it's, well, they're just okay. They're, they're going for a uh, mm-hmm. very traditional Beatles type sounding thing. And then <clears throat> after that, you get adrenaline, which I was like, okay, this is fine. And then I had to go back and listen to it because that is not a fine song. It is just mm-hmm. better than the first song. Yes. That's all it is. It's still a bad song. It's yes. just better than the first song. And, uh, I will give it. It's it's the loudest, most expensive sounding album by, by far. It's, For it sounds sure. fine, but it doesn't have any uh, post punkiness, no gothiness. It there's I mean there's gothiness on here as it goes on, but I mean like in terms of production quality, most most goth thing is endless summer of the dam. I I I liked it. I, I like thought that. it was worse on second listen, but I still think it's fine. Uh, I love saved. I think saved is a good song. Is a fucking great song actually. Yeah, that's why I didn't give it because ultimately there's more songs I like. There's on here. a lot of good songs on here. I will give it that. Saved and Mirrors, uh, or Mirror, Mirror Remains. Uh-huh. Uh, they're they're like almost psychedelic. Probably they, they probably this are psychedelic. I'm not too much into I'm not into Mirror Remains so much. It's not terrible, but this is a big big important thing that we, we got to talk about. Peter now has a voice voice. Yes. He is now Dracula. He is the Lord of Darkness now. He, he sings like uh, Transylvanian. It's crazy. Yeah. He let you know when he. When he lowered himself. And it's not it's not that he, he was a bad singer in the 80s. He had a cool, distinct style. But it was he was a, he had a style. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, he spent all these years singing and practicing. And, and now he's a full on singer now. Like mm-hmm. He's a good voice. Yeah. It's just funny it's just a lot of it's just <laughs> fun like how where, where which songs make me laugh the most i think it's undone <laughs> undone has some of the funniest fucking vocals i liked it i liked it even me remains has some, some some pretty funny vocals uh blackstone heart even though i like the song the vocals make me laugh so hard they're so funny they're like that, so much of that that was one of the songs i didn't like um this the like whole like tambourine rock made me think of like jet and wolf mother yeah yeah i think there's like whistling on that song oh uh but the so where where i think like the production is the least gothy thing they've ever done especially the bass is like the most dubby it's ever sounded to yeah at the very end you get fucking the dogs of vapor and zeke here which is like the the most gothy yeah i love them i love them same they're, they're same. great fucking songs yeah. yeah i i love those two songs too much to give this any bad accolades they're, exactly yeah, but yeah. yeah there's 
I almost like when it started off and it's like too much 20th century and adrenaline and even international bulletproof talent, which is more like hard rock than I hate it. So strip clubby. It is. There are some strip club fucking. This was <laughs> produced by Tommy Lee. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry. I'm damn, fucking around. Damn. I'm fucking around. That would have been so good. It I get it now. It, I like the album now. Uh, yeah. I, I've changed my mind. That would have been more interesting. <laughs> it would have been something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- at first, I, that's why I almost like gave it the bad accolades because I'm like, this isn't. This isn't why anyone listens to this band. Yeah. Yeah. This album. But then, yeah, I just. Well, the thing is, so even though I do really like a lot of parts on here, so much in a row is bad. Like the first half of the album, I can't listen to the first half. Like It, it is when, weaker. When half of the album is unlistenable, there's no, you have no chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> so even though like, like, like I was, like I said, songs like Dogs of Vapor and Zekir, Zekir, whatever. I, I like them a lot, but they're I like them entirely because of the production and the vibe and the mm-hmm. mood and the gothiness of it and like the way they present it. Especially the the closer, because it's it's a it's not much of a song. It's more of a like a mood piece, really. It's 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 not the writing I think is bad throughout. Like it's, mm-hmm. these are not great songs, but just some of it is pulled off really well. Yeah. Yeah, there's you know, I ultimately I'm like, I don't know, that's like four songs. Maybe five songs I would I would listen to, and I feel like that's more than anything on Burning from the Inside. Oh man! And uh, then yeah, so they broke up again, but yep. they did get back in two thousand nineteen. Yes, yeah, December. So then I'm like, there's there's hope. There is hope. I I remember that because I'm a big fan of uh, YMH with Tom Segura and Christina P. And mm-hmm. Christina P. Tom Segura's wife, she's a huge goth head. Like she was okay. all like that in high school. So she's like a massive Bauhaus fan. And she was talking about going to see them when they were when they reunited. I think it was like they announced the show. It sold out so fast, so they added like two more or something, something yeah. crazy. I met, I mean, their so popularity what, is only what, what are they doing playing the palladium? You gotta go Oh look, yeah. Like Greek minimum. Greek uh, theater. Yeah. I I imagine I mean I just like smaller venues and I think that intimacy is is fucking it makes for better shows and like it gives like the performer more freedom to kind of fuck up the place a little bit mm-hmm. i like that freedom to like hey i'm just gonna knock some shit over and who's gonna stop me for the uh i i feel like we have a lot of international viewers but for the few people who are in los angeles i would like n- nine out of ten times go this go to the Greek over the Palladium, I think. Palladium is a easy, I think, is a bad venue. I think mm. it's a, it is a bad venue. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. I truly well, hate I, it. We've, yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. But also, I don't have, I'm not that picky with venues. Mm-hmm. I just have ones that I don't notice and then ones that I don't like. <laughs> and then Palladium is one that I, did, I did actively dislike. Oh, the Greeks outside. It's the beautiful. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, but I, I think I'm more uh, opposed to anything just when it gets too big, I'm, I'm always like, all right, I, gotta, I have to have the seating and then mm. I can't really, I, I'm, I think it's the, the fucking grimy animal young kid in sure, me. That, still. I mean, I used to do, I used to fucking stage dive and do backflips and all that shit and crowd surf and push people. I was all into that when I was younger. Yeah. Uh, not anymore, but yeah. I, a lot of, part of that is still in me to appreciate that and love <laughs> that, you know? Uh, but oh, wait, so they haven't, played since 2019 right oh uh, yeah for obvious reasons yeah that's yeah. what i'm thinking like i wonder if there's a i wonder if they are planning something that'd be interesting hmm. yeah like maybe they did want to do something but they couldn't and exactly then, uh, exactly 
Maybe, maybe <laughs> something's in the works as we speak. <sighs> that would be neat. That would be. It neat. would be neat. I would figure out a way to max out my credit card even more Hell if they yeah. announced a show. Goddamn, yeah, entertaining fucking bad. I'm so glad I ended up just jumping out a fan because it's just one of those bands that I can't believe I've never listened to, and mm-hmm. here we are being paid to listen to it, and I'm happy about it. Yes. Hell yes. yeah. So let's do a little recap. Uh, best personal favorite in the flat field. Fucking almost, you know, if there weren't those bonus track, start to finish original track listing. Amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then worst least favorite burning from the inside. Not enough Murphy. Not enough Murphy. Yeah. Not enough Murphy. Uh, for me, the Bella Sessions EP, least favorite because of all the shit that they didn't release for good reason. All right. The single's still good, but I can't go back to that fucking thing. In the Flatfield, best personal favorite. It is it's gonna be on rotation for a while. That is one of those albums you gotta you gotta check it out. If you're at all interested in 80s alt music, it yes. is it is a fucking must. Or this dark music in general. Dark music in general. And go away, go away white. Worse because too much Murphy, you know, too much Murphy. Too much. He's, he's gone full. But uh, also, El Vampire on that one. Also, the back half of that album, pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting, but the tax man shit, I can't, I can't, I can't take it. I can't ever fucking listen to that shit again. <laughs> uh, so, thank you so much for listening and watching. Thank you, James, especially you for fucking making us do this because, goddamn, he has a lot of other requests uh, that we're going to get to at some point that are all very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and you too, Dick Buffman, uh, if, you're, if you're still out there. R.I.P. Dick Buffman. Led a very <laughs> strong life. But this is super fun. But yeah, if you want to support us, uh, yeah, like and subscribe and comment and all that shit. You can follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitch. I do stuff on Twitch. I'm probably going to be doing it tonight. I'll be playing a little guitar and all that shit. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all social media, at PanderMonkey. And you can follow Alex on Instagram. At Mother Puncture. Hell yes. And of course, patreon.com slash every album ever if you want to help us out and keep us fed. Bonus episodes, early access to certain episodes, discounts off to merch. You get to see who we're covering ahead of schedule. Uh, of course, tier two gets to jump the line. Make us listen to whoever you want for the most part. Unless it's like something egregious, then I'll be like, you, you suck my if balls. If you're pushing so. like 20 albums. We've gotten some requests for 20. Like They want Patreon requests. They're just standard requests for like 20 plus album describing like i'd like to but holy shit that's gonna take a while you know what <clears throat> if someone wants more money how about that more money more money more mo- like we'll ted dibiase said everybody's got a price you gotta fucking model your life after one of the the most notorious heels in wrestling <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean i do go rick flair off all, all, all oh, the time yeah. but he's mostly high okay yeah uh, <laughs> No, I go a uh, guy who offers to pay a kid a hundred dollars if he could dribble a ball five times and on the fourth one kicks it out from underneath. That's genius. Him. That's genius, though. One of the what best a, heel. Pro- a, I I hope <laughs> they like gave that kid. I hope not. Like merch. I hope not. I hope not because that kid would have believed it even more. Uh, yeah, that's right. Kayfabe. Yeah, you I want to, yeah. to believe that he was just completely disrespected by a full grown <laughs> adult. Like, I, that's, he had so a fucking fun. manservant. <laughs> he did. Oh, shit. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, way off topic, but fun. Way off topic. <laughs> but uh, I think. Was that it for plugs? Uh, I mean, I, oh yeah, we didn't. We, I, I didn't. We did the Patreon. I forgot to plug at the beginning of the episode. Spotify playlist on Bauhaus. You find a link in the description. We got plays associated with all this stuff. Um, and I think 
I think that's about it. Yes. If I'm not mistaken. Check out all, all our other episodes on all the post-punky gothy stuff. It's fun stuff if you haven't done that already. And uh, it's time to wrap. Who get last song? What's going to be? Well, would I be correct that we're just going to do double? Like, no matter who. Double dare? Like. I would, think it has to be double yeah, dare. That is I, the, yeah, yeah. We're just on the same page. Here. Oh, it's got to <laughs> be. Hell yeah. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya. Yeah.